Hey, welcome to Twin Speak, our Twin Peaks retrospective. I'm knocking over my cup of cold brew coffee. We're, we I'm Dan with a sinus infection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the doctor says it's uh, I should have come in sooner. <laughs> Where are we actually calling this thing? I, I don't know. I feel like there there have been a ton of um, uh, you know Twin Peaks retrospectives, you know, and they've they've scooped up all the good pun names like mm. like Twin Speak, like uh, Fire Talk with Me. Oh, that would have been good. You know, uh, what what if we call it like? Um, and this is all, you know, stuff that needs to stay in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we not, couldn't do this. Certainly two not a ago. conversation <laughs> that should have happened before we started recording. Yeah. Well, I see that Madchen Amic is in this show. Should we just call it Run a Mick with, uh, <laughs> with Bob and Mike? Um. <laughs> Maybe we could do better. Yeah. What if it's the just Brit- called Rob and Dan go to Twin Peaks? What if it's just called Dan and Rob That's... go to Twin Peaks? Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. That's that first one. I was like, Ooh. no. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, well, much like the uh, much, much like. Billy Joel's classic, We Didn't Start the Fire. So, mm. too, does this program start with Harry Truman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that? What do I think of what? Naming him Harry Truman. Harry S. Truman? Harry uh, S. Truman. And the S stands for Sheriff, right? Yeah. He's he's Sheriff Harry Sheriff Truman? Yeah. Here's the thing, Dan. I love it. I love everything about the show. Even the stuff that's not so good, which there is stuff that's not so good in season two. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I like this pilot quite a bit. Right? It's long and slow and quiet. And I know it. It feels as like cool and muggy as as the town of Twin Peaks itself surely is. I know. Uh I yeah man Twin Peaks, so this is gonna be our Twin Peaks. Uh, I don't know what do you call it, Twin Peaks. Uh, what not a watch along uh, review? Are we reviewing? No, a- I mean analysis. Analysis. Yeah. Are we're we're gonna be discussing every episode of Twin Peaks? Mm. We're gonna go. We're doing Fire Walk with me. We're gonna do the missing pieces, and the, in, then we're gonna do the return. Uh, well, this is all news to me. <laughs> I didn't know there was that much. Yeah. Nah, just kidding, just kidding. <clears throat> um, we are we've we've done a bit of Lynch in the past. Yes, we, we talked about Mulholland Drive. No, we've Blue, talked about Blue Velvet. We have not Blue, done Mulholland. We Drive. haven't done Mulholland Drive. No. I just watched that for my own. Yeah. It's so rare that I watch things <laughs> not for the podcast. Not for the not for the podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, we've done Blue Velvet, which yeah. we love, and is similarly a story of teens and uh, 
Yeah. The seedy under- underbelly of American culture. Of course, and we all remember that very well. Baby wants to fuck. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, yeah, and that, of course, was a clip of me discussing how I want to fuck on the uh, Blue Velvet episode. Right. Uh, so, uh, right. We, we're, we're, I would say we're both Lynch fans, right? Have you, um, have you seen like, uh, other, his other work besides like, uh, Mulholland Drive and Blue Velvet? Surely I have. I've seen the Elephant Man for sure. Uh-huh. Um. Elephant Man is a, Elephant Man's wild because that's like much more of a straight forward mm-hmm. movie. Um. Uh, it's incredible, uh, and it's also it's produced by Mel Brooks as well. It's a yeah, fun I fact. do love that. Yeah. <laughs> His attempt at a producer style scam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do love those two together. I think that's a oh yeah, a, a beautiful pairing. Um, he has ninety nine directorial credits. No, that's impossible. Yeah, he's getting a lot of credit for a lot of things here. Yeah. That don't seem like things. Yeah. No, he's shorts and stuff maybe. Yeah, he's made like full length like you know, feature films or whatever. I want to say it's like 9 or 10. Okay. Um yeah, so I can tell you I have not seen Eraserhead. I have not seen the Calvin Klein miniseries he directed. <laughs> I have not seen the video the video for Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. Well, although well, I would like to. Um, that'll come up later. <laughs> um, Inland Empire, Lost Highway. I ha- I've seen some of Lost Highway. I haven't seen Inland Empire. So I'm a, I'm hitter. I'm as hit or miss on this guy as I am with everything else we've ever discussed. All right, well, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I have only seen the pilot of this show. I have seen it before. All right. So uh, coming back to it with that extended ending, which you were so kind to provide me with. Yeah. So we did. We watched the international cut of the pilot, which, um, you know, we know they're the last like 15 to 20 minutes or so of that of the pilot or they're not canonical. They don't count. Um, and really it doesn't make much sense in the overarching story of the show. Um, yes. yeah, it's, uh, it, they made, like I said, it's, it's the international cut. They made it as that as a TV movie so they could show that. And it's like a complete story kind yeah. of, uh, but yeah, so it, it it maybe raises more questions than it answers. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, um, you do see the killer uh, die. So right <laughs> in in that very narrow sense, it, it wraps up the story. Um, yeah. You also uh, uh, well, we also uh, uh, we'll, we're going to talk about the international ending, but uh, we'll make a a distinct cutoff of when. When things stop be, stop getting real and start getting, uh, I don't know, weird. Yeah, weird. Uh, so you've seen the pilot before, and you've never continued down the Twin Peaks road. That's true. What gives, man? Um, you know, 
I couldn't possibly tell you. You know, here's here's what I here's what I think actually happened. I do think this may have been a Mulholland Drive situation for me because what I'm remembering is that I saw. I must have watched past the first episode and seen the scene where Bob Creepy crawls into the house and got spooked, and I was like, "I'll come back to this later." And then I skipped town on this series. Thinking too it would be too scary. scary for me. Yeah. Right with the jump cuts, that's probably in like season two. Or I mean episode two. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Gave me the willies. Must must have just been too spooked, but um that also would have been in like college though. So I'm basically watching this for the first time. Right. Say. So it's yeah. been forever since you've seen the pilot. Yeah. Um I have watched. Well, I mean, yep, like ahead. the, like the character. You know, I shouldn't. It hasn't been that long since I've been in college. Like the characters on this show, we are, or like the actors on the show, we are also nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're well, all nineteen. We're all, yeah, we're all a bunch of high school students. <laughs> um, you know, we're not. We're certainly not in our thirties. Any of us? <laughs> yeah, we're not in our thirties. Mixed up in some really wild shit. Um, <laughs> Everyone here, every every student is playing like 10 years under their actual age, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, or at least pretty damn close to it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, and like, how old is that fucking guy? He's oh. like, he's a senior in high school and, and like, you're what, 17, 18 when you're a senior yeah. in high school, <laughs> you know? And, uh, he look. He just looks older. Um, Dana Ashbrook. Yeah, he was born in '67, and the show comes out when '90. '90. So he was 23. 23. He actually, I will say, he probably looks the youngest of. It's him and his buddy. I think look the youngest of anybody. Oh, in, yeah. that, in the cast there. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Uh, um. Yeah, Madchen Amick is only 20 when this came out. So uh, this is maybe this is just a case of people looked older, younger back then. Yeah, yeah. So, Twin Peaks. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a, this is like a big undertaking. Totemic in American culture. Yeah, man. I mean, the way just my that opinion. It, it just grabbed everybody's attention. My God, who killed Laura Palmer? That's what I'm saying. Except um, we know. Wait, uh, well, you know, what, or you think you know. I do think I know. I'm pretty confident. Who is it? Bob. Mm. Mm. Why? Kind of right. Kind of right. Yeah, that's right. Only kind of, though. Um, but maybe, in a sense, we all did. <laughs> oh, Dan. It's so much more complicated than that. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, yeah, I, I, so I watched the whole series through last fall um great fall watch you know all the like you said like that pacific uh northwest you know the trees the the gloomy sort of overcast weather like all of that shit really just lends itself to a you know just watching it curled up mm-hmm. you, you get a blanket and you go to twin peaks with agent cooper Oh, and then sometimes you take that blanket and you pull it up to your eyes because you're so goddamn frightened. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, not really in this pilot here. No, not in the pilot so much. Um, later on, when things get a little bit more uh, uh, 
supernatural and such. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, that's one of the fun things about this show is that it, it's straightforward. It's like uh, it's a murder <laughs> mystery. Who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, but then, then we're like, but wait, what about you know, what about this this room with the What's red up with curtains? This red room, yeah. What? And how come I can see the um, edge of the set and the tape markings on the floor? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, because it was 1990 and home video wasn't really a thing. <laughs> mm. Oh, it was it just like an aspect ratio situation? I mean, I don't know if it's an aspect ratio thing or if it's just a case of like, uh, you know, they, they're not going to notice that, you know, because they're only going to watch it like a handful of times mm. on TV. These hogs, not, they'll yeah, just Yeah, not overanalyzing it over, the, you know, the next however many decades. Um, <laughs> we're not going to have the highest what. definition possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So what do you know? Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Name of the show? <laughs> That's not my question, really. No. Um, Twin Peaks, created by David Lynch and Mark Frost. What can you tell me about Mark Frost? Mark Frost was... Uh, I, I mean, he's a writer. He he wrote... Um, so At a certain point, Lynch uh, left the show during season two. And I think Mark Frost stayed on and he was a writer on it. Uh, but it definitely... Uh, you know, we'll we'll get more into it as it goes on, but it definitely takes this weird dip in uh, quality in the second season. Um, mm. But it's also a a case of uh, I don't know, if you look it up, there there have been uh, many many articles written about this show, but they talk about um, season you know season one only has eight episodes, season two I want to say has like twenty two episodes um but uh this one article i read suggests that you change your mindset about that and break season two up into its own seasons because it just makes a little bit more sense story-wise that way okay so okay we'll, we'll address that when we come to it but uh what was your question? Where, where's oh, Twin I Peaks? asked for more information. <laughs> yeah, I asked for more information on Mark Frost. Oh yeah, um, his. <laughs> but it sounds like he's just a schmuck who. I don't know the. Yeah, I mean, like horror movie with Jessica Alba. He did. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. His uh, his bio on IMDb refers to it as the cult classic. Fantastic Four film series, which I think is a, a bit of uh, yeah, I don't know manufactured that. consent, you yeah, know, some propaganda <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, no, but Mark for us had a big part of this. Like a lot of people think that it was just Lynch because it gets like so weird and Lynchian. Um, but Mark for us was a was a big part of this. And then when they did the the return in 2018, uh, I believe he was he was part of that as well. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the we open with uh, what's his name from Eraserhead, Mister Eraserhead himself, uh, Jack who- Nance. I want to say. Hold on, Nance. You're on your own here, buddy. Come on, 
Come on. Pete Jack- Martell. Yeah, it's Jack Pete Nance. Martell played by Jack Nance. Yeah. Um, so uh, Pete, uh, he wakes up. He's going to go fishing. He kisses his wife, played by Piper Laurie. He's very funny. Yes, yeah. by the way. Uh, his, I think he all he says to Piper Laurie is gone fishing. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, and then tries to kiss her and she sort of like gives him the cold shoulder a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then he goes out and he sees something on the on the shore. He goes over and it's uh, it's a, a body wrapped in plastic. And he it's calls a whole damn lady. Yeah. Um, and he calls up the sheriff, Sheriff Harry Truman. <laughs> and uh, he, he says, uh, she's dead, wrapped in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we meet my favorite character, I think, in this episode. Mm. It's, you know... I'm probably going to say that every time we introduce a new character. The, I mean, this the show is so rich with just great characters. All of uh, them. But the crying deputy. Yeah, Andy. Andy. Uh, I, I knew you were going to love Andy. <laughs> How can you not? That's such a funny fucking thing. <laughs> to just have him inconsolable at all times. And then... Yeah, and then calling, uh, what, who's he called? His family? And he's like, tell, tell him I didn't cry. Well, no, he calls up uh, later oh. on. Oh. Yeah, he's he's talking to uh, Lucy. And, yeah. He, yeah, he's saying that we found, you know, the place where they were, you know, tur- uh, tortured and murdered. And, uh, and, yeah. and he's crying on the phone. And he tells Lucy not to, to tell Harry that he didn't cry <laughs> as he's crying. <laughs> Um, is it canon? Does it become canonical later on that uh-huh. they are um, dating and that he plays the trumpet in their house together? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I, I don't know about the trumpet thing, but they are dating. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love. Yeah. That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I, that's it. I mean, that's one of the great things about this show and Lynch in general is that it goes from like very silly to very dark. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, sorry, not to keep going out of order, but I do love uh, this sort of like the moment. It's the moment where Dale and the uh, Dale, Co- special agent Dale Cooper, mm-hmm. mind you. And, uh, the sheriff walk into that like uh conference room or whatever and there's a deer head on the table yeah yeah and then that woman they they're just staring at it for a couple seconds and then that woman walks up behind them and just goes oh it fell off the wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they just like operate around it yep you know and you see the empty placard that it was <laughs> mounted to behind them yeah great great stuff great stuff it is great stuff yeah. it's that's the kind of I don't know it uh, like uh, it, it. I don't know. It adds the, to the richness of the. It does. Of the, it does. The story. Yeah. It's also just like it's so the humor is so like broad and silly. Like I, uh, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that about it. You know, this show gets an epi- a reputation as being for eggheads and uh, mm. art artsy types, right? Um, but that's just like good dumb fun. Yeah. Also, like. 
the log, the introduction of the log lady, mm-hmm. right? When that's such a funny scene too. All right, we're going. I'm going out of order. Yeah, you're all over the place here. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's uh, the show is. I mean, the show is a massive puzzle. Um, so this we might have our work kind of cut out for us uh, talking about this show um, because everything we- is so connected. And Should we start uh, just like a cork board? Yeah. Put, put some people's pictures up? Yeah. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So, so we got... <laughs> just picture of Kyle McLaughlin from uh, the Flintstones movie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Special uh, agent Dale... Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, nope. Got nothing. I, I don't know enough. It's about hard rocks. to think of kinds of rocks, right? Yeah. Dale uh, Igneous. Yeah, I don't know anything about rocks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they find uh, this body on the uh, on the shore there, and when they go to investigate, they. F- they they turn her over and they discover that it is Laura Palmer, um, the she, like a young girl from high school. She was the homecoming queen, um, and uh, she is dead. Um, I love the shot of uh, like her like her body or whatever she's laying there, and like there are little bits of like I don't know if it's gravel or like rocks or something like kind of like spring or sand on her face. Yeah, and it almost looks like uh, ice like, or something. Well, I was yeah, like diamonds or something. I yeah. was gonna say is like, you know, this uh, there the picture comes up all the all the time of her uh, with the the crown from the Homecoming Queen thing, and like you know it's all shiny with you know fake diamonds or whatever, but then juxtaposed to her lifeless body covered in like these little bits of sand and grain that kind of resemble the, the diamonds from her crown or whatever, you know? It, it Yeah, it is very, like, ethereal, otherworldly kind of. Totally. Uh, also, I will say, just the use of, like, images of her, mm-hmm. the, the quality that is imbued in them, like, yeah. it's very effective. It's oh, yeah. like... Yeah, I, I don't want to harp on it too much. It'll because it'll keep coming up. But um, yeah, I was really struck by that. Like yeah. just the free, you know, the freeze frames on the video and stuff as they're interrogating people. Yeah, they do a really good job of like, you know, and you obviously you have to. It's like central to the whole show. But uh, on selling you, they do a good job of selling you on the like seismic impact of this person's death so that when stuff like that happens Mm -hmm. it it has that same quality as like looking at a picture of an actual dead person right right yeah um yeah so in like you said uh like you just alluded to like the the death of this girl in this small town just sort of it it just rocks the whole town um we the, the process of her mom finding out that yeah. she's dead is extremely good. Yeah. Um, so her mom is downstairs. It's like you know in the morning, and she's making I don't know breakfast or whatever, and she calls for Laura to come down. She 
no response. So she goes up there. She checks her room. She's not in there. I think she checks the bathroom. She's not in there. So she starts having like a, a small panic attack. And she uh, she calls over to um, uh, the Briggs household and gets Mrs. Briggs on the phone and asks, you know, is uh, is Laura with Bobby? You know, uh, her boyfriend. And uh, yeah, she's she's like, oh no, you know, Bobby left for practice this morning. You know, uh, I didn't see her. Uh, she's probably with Bobby though, or like you know, some you know with uh, Donna, something like that. Uh, Donna played by so. I know we there. There are a lot of characters here. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about every single one of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've been introduced to uh, uh, Sarah Palmer, Laura's mom. Uh, we get. Uh, let me say I said. I said Piper Laurie before as, uh, as, uh, what's the name? Martell. God damn it. Charles the hammer Martell. Jack Nance. What is Jack Nance? Pete. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I guess it wasn't helpful to talk about Charles Martell. (laughs) Who is Charles Martell? Charles the hammer Martell, uh, was a French. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, let's see. He was the, uh, he was a Frankish political and military leader, uh, circa, uh, the late 600s into the 700s. And how do you know that? Why do you know that? Well, I did forget everything about him except his name, but he was nicknamed the Hammer because of his fierceness in battle, and that's the thing I remember from history class in high well, school. Yeah. Also, the reason I remember it is because I had a history teacher who, whenever he had to like refer to him as he was like lecturing, mm-hmm. would just refer to him as Charles the Hammer Martell. <laughs> that's funny. I was cutting a promo for him, yeah. Um, uh, we're, yeah, we're introduced to, um, uh, to Audrey Horn, who, uh, her father, Ben Horn, uh, owns and operates the, uh, uh the great Northern hotel, uh, a main Aud- set piece for, for this mo- uh, for the, uh, show Go on. Audrey's a bit of a bad girl, huh? She, yeah, she is, uh. She is a uh, chaos. <laughs> she likes, she's an agent of chaos. Yeah. She's smoking at her locker. She, I do like the thing later on when she sticks a pencil into a styrofoam coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. Only to reveal it. that there is coffee in the cup and says to someone, what, like say, what would happen if I pulled the pencil out of this cup? Yeah. She's just like, please don't. And then she, <laughs> yeah. and she just does it anyway. Um, yeah. So we did got you, Audrey. Yep. Did you know that her aunt is Susie Quattro? Oh, no. I thi- these are the things I'm finding out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, what she's played by, uh, is that Cheryl Finn? Um, who's in, who's in a, a couple, uh, Lynch, uh, things. Um, yep. So the, uh, while, while everything is going, while Sarah Palmer is trying to locate Laura, um, right. 
we're introduced to uh, Heidi, who uh, owns or she works at the the Double R Diner, um, and uh, working in the and she we're we're introduced to Madchen Amick's, uh character Shelley, and we see Bobby, uh, who we were just hearing about from his mom. And Laura's not with her. We know where she is. Uh, and Bobby is like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, a, a dick, this kid. Um, he, he's like this punk ass kid. He wears like a, a black leather jacket. He's such uh, a pain in the ass. He's a huge, like obnoxious, like pain in the ass, tough guy, like whatever. Um, he's also uh, him and Shelly have a little thing going on, even though Shelly is married. Uh, that's a big thing in this episode specifically is like, we're introduced to a lot of people and in like a similar, like blue velvet way where it's like, Oh, these are the suburbs, but underneath the suburbs, you know, is this dark underworld. Mm. And you go to this like small, you know, Pacific Northwest town and it just sort of looks like this, you know, the, the kind of like Norman Rockwell kind of shit that, you know, people love, and then you look a little closer and look under some shit, and it's, oh no, how does something like the homecoming queen, you know, getting murdered, how does that happen in our town? And yeah. then we find out that, like, everybody is having an affair with everybody, basically, <laughs> you know. Yes. I also love the, uh, the intergenerational tendency of the Hurley men to mm. fall in love with uh, women with murderous boyfriends. Sure, yeah pretty good yeah um also yeah all of that stuff then gets contrasted when uh agent cooper shows up and can only just sort of be like i love your many pine trees and i love your (laughs) i love your quaint little everything basically yeah i mean he is like he's taken with the town he loves it yeah he just he's like at one point he says something about how he's like like a town where a yellow light still means slow down instead of speed up. Yep. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, yeah, we are introduced to, uh, well, first, uh, yeah, they, uh, the, the sheriff tells uh, Leland, uh, Laura's father, who's like, Leland's a businessman. He works with uh, Ben Horn. Uh, they do, they have like real estate deals and whatnot. Uh, so they're, they're somewhat partners, uh, mm. not in the hotel, but just in other things. Um, they're working on acquiring the mill. Is that right? The lumber mill? Correct. Yeah. So there's this whole plot line where the lumber mill in town, which is shown throughout the entire introduction, like the over the theme music, you know, uh, which I love. The, mm. the theme music is amazing and all the shots in it of the mill and like making the saw blades, making the saw like, blades. Yeah. I was that, really struck by that. Yeah. Yeah. That it, I love it. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, so this mill, <laughs> it's, it's funny that this surreal murder mystery opens with an episode of how it's made yeah. every week. <laughs> um, the mill was owned by a Mr. Packard, who died a year earlier and left everything to his wife. Uh, uh, what's her name? Jocelyn. Yes. Played by Joan Chen. Right. Jocelyn. And right. And, uh, so she owns it. And, uh, Piper Laurie's character, 
Martell. I cannot remember these Martell. Uh, Catherine. Catherine is uh, Mr. Packard's sister, and she thought she was going to inherit it, but she didn't. It went to Joan Chen's character. Mm-hmm. And that really rubbed her the wrong way, and she's very angry. And she's also, she also wants to get the mill. Everybody wants this mill because it's like you know, that's uh, what their like main, uh, you know, source of economy. Uh, mo- basically, yeah. the local economy revolves around the mill. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's this the whole. Subtech, uh, you know, sub story, subplot, or whatever of that. Um, but so Sheriff Truman, he goes to the Great Northern, um, pulls Leland aside, and uh, and tells him that uh, that he's found Laura dead, and you know he's obviously very upset, very distraught about it. Um, he's on the phone with his wife at the time, and she's on the other end, and she has like a full like emotional break. Um, just starts, you know, sobbing, crying, wailing, uh, you know, normal kind of stuff. Uh, we all we see uh, Bobby driving Shelly home to, uh, you know, have some sex before he goes <laughs> off to high school. And uh, and as they're driving up, <laughs> they what see, a way to say it. <laughs> yeah, as they're driving up, they see. Um, her husband's um, like uh, uh, Mack truck parked in the driveway. The guy's a truck driver, and they thought he was going to be gone for longer, but he's home. So uh, they freak out, and she jumps out of the car, and he peels off in the opposite direction. Um, can't be getting caught like that. No, you can't. Uh, That's uh, uh, Leo, right? That is, is Leo, Shelley's uh, husband, Leo. He's a, he's a real piece of work. Oh man, you I got can't, no I can't idea. lie to you. I can't lie to you. I think he's a piece of work. He's a uh, <laughs> he's a yeah. bonus show alum. What else was he in? Uh, Starship Troopers. Was he? Yeah, he plays a medic. It's not like a oh, big okay. role, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Technic- I I know him from uh, Critters Four. <laughs> when, from uh, him, Angela Bassett. Uh, the critters, of course. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but so we go to uh, we cut to the high school. We get we get a few scenes there. Um, we're introduced to Donna, played by Laura Flynn Boyle, and uh, James Hurley, played by James Marshall. Who I it's it go is ahead, funny. Say it. What's that? Say it. I mean, James, James is such like a doofus. Like he's such a fucking, uh, I don't know. He, he's a motorcycle guy. Like he rides a motorcycle everywhere. Uh, he's got his leather jacket and stuff. He's kind of like a, you know, fifties throwback, uh, biker. Um, but he's also, he's got these big pouty lips and he always looks like he's on the verge of crying. Yes, he does. Yeah. He's, he's, um, He's crybaby. It's the crybaby archetype. He is. Yes, he is crybaby. <laughs> He's not as cool as crybaby, though. No. Who no. could be? Who no. could ever be? Who could ever be? Exactly. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know? Do you know that guy's a guitar player? Guy who played crybaby? Really? Yeah. 
Oh, is he any good? He's great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh wow! Why cool. else would Why else would all these uh, aging rock stars with uh, who are fed up with cancel culture want to play with him? Oh, he's in an anti cancel culture band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's he's on stage with Alice Cooper a lot, who was recently complaining about pronouns. Yeah. Did you hear it? You catch that one? No, no. Oh, yeah. I, I love that shit, though. Like, Alice Cooper being, like, uh, you know, the the most, like, at the time, at least, like, you know, he was cutting his own head off by guillotine on stage, yeah. you know, famously, like, threw a chicken out into the crowd that got ripped apart, you know, it's, and now... Now he's just an old guy. He's kind of a Republican, just wants to play golf. Yep. And yep. Uh, what is it about golf that attracts the most evil people? It's a great question. It. It's very strange to me. Yeah. You don't hear a lot about like, and we, and we solved world hunger out on the golf course. <laughs> 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 you know, me and the boys, we were talking about it and uh, I think we got it figured out. <laughs> Um, yeah, Al- here's a headline from Billboard magazine. Mm-hmm. Alice Cooper calls transgender health care for kids a, quote, fad. Yeah, I mean, like, how old, old is Alice Cooper? 79 uh, years old? Yeah, he. I mean, he looks it, for sure. For sure. I mean, That's a man g- with a lot of neck. Oh, my God. Yeah, too much neck. Too Look, much neck on that I mean, guy. A man who could only be really physically described as buzzard-like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks like um, looks like a dark crystal Jim Henson type of. Yeah, creature. he looks like one of the uh, the Shekshis. Yeah, from, exactly uh, from Dark Crystal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All um, right, yeah. enough about Dark Crystal. This these this is uh these are the mini episodes. Oh yeah, well this Alleg- isn't allegedly. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I feel like once we're start, talking about Twin Peaks, it's not going to be very mini. Um, so uh, at the school, um, we're introduced to a few more characters. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. It is a Tuesday episode, though. Mm-hmm. Should we take a break? Um, well, I guess we should have figured this out beforehand. <laughs> um, we forgot to take a break. Yeah, we can take a break. We'll take a break right take- now, and then we'll get back to Twin Peaks, all right? Yeah, well, they'll be over on the Patreon if you want to check out the rest of this episode. Patreon.com slash KingMePod. $5 a month gets you access to this episode and so much more. Bye.